The year of 2020 is flying by, and for many Australian wool growers, shearing is almost or already on the agenda. We know, though, that this year has really challenged the wool industry, and today we explore the impact that COVID-19 is having on Australian shearing teams. You're listening to The Yarn. It's a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Ellie Bigwood. Darren Spencer is a shearing contractor in Western Australia's Lake Grace. He's also the president of WASIA, Western Australia Shearing Industry Association, and a wool rep at West Coast Wool. The wool industry is and has been his life's work and passion. For Darren, Kiwi shearers make up half his workforce, and for those shearers at the moment, it's not economically viable for them to spend four weeks total in hotel quarantine to get in and out of Australia for work. But on the positive, this provides new shearers with opportunities to get good work experience in sheds and develop their careers. And this is already happening within shearing teams and through shearing schools right across Australia. At the Peel Feedlot, where AWI, WASIA, the WA Government, the Livestock Collective and Emanuel Exports together are planning another shearing school, Darren and I caught up to discuss the current hardships for shearing teams, but also the important projects that industry partners are working on to ensure that the next generation of shearers thrive. Yeah, I've been contract shearing in uh, Lake Grace for about 29 years now. I sure around there for a while before I started contracting and travelled around a bit. Yeah, and we run by mostly three teams uh, most of the year round, shearing around the lakes area, so Lake Grace, Lake King, Newdigate and uh, around that area. So we'll touch base on your teams a little bit in a moment and how they're going. Obviously the circumstances are a bit tough at the moment but we are here today at the Peel feedlot near Perth, um, the Emanuel Exports feedlot and we're organising an Improver School. Can you tell us a bit about the Improver School and what we're hoping to achieve from this? Yeah so the Improver School came about after a conversation I had with Holly Luderman from the Sheep Collective and uh, I was talking to Holly about running shearing schools out in the, in the regions and possibly even closer into the city where we could probably get more people. And Holly suggested that we come to Peel and she could possibly organise us a couple of stands in the feedlot because there's sheep here all year round. And um, we thought that was a really good idea. If we could take those, those learners out of the schools that we do in the regions and put them in here to improve them uh, just, you know, for body shearing and stuff like that. And we thought it was a great opportunity, and so we flagged the idea with AWI, and uh, Stephen Fain and uh, Henry Ridge came along with us to a meeting with the minister, and the minister seemed to think it was a great idea, and uh, she's all for it. And so she's put some of the money up, and AWI money will go into it as well, to run the Improver School, so... At the moment we're just putting it all together and hopefully sort of by November we might have one of these schools happening. But it won't be just about shearing, we'll make it about animal husbandry, animal welfare and even take it down to the wool store so uh, we've worked out something with West Coast Wools that we could take these guys in there and, and spend a day working in the wool stores and finding out what happens with the wool after it leaves the shearing shed. So they get a broad spectrum of what happens in the industry. And I think to your point there about teaching them more about the animal welfare and husbandry, we even discussed today about the potential of giving the students a post-mortem just to show um, the implications of cuts and any other any other misfortune that happens with the sheep. So it's 
yeah, it's fantastic, especially at Peel alone. But with the with AWI and the state government, there's been quite a few Improvisheera schools and learning schools happening around Western Australia. Have you been involved in them as well? Yeah, so as far as Wasia goes, we've been helping along with them in trying to get our contractors, our contractor members, to go along and, and meet the, the learners in the schools. And hopefully they can give some of those guys jobs once they've come out of those schools. You know, they've got the basics they can go out and work in a shed as a shed hand or a presser or something like that and work their way into a shearing team, into a shearing stand. Um, personally, I, I got a young bloke that started with me in January this year. He came from South Australia. He came as a shed hand. I sent him to the Brookton Shearing School. He'd done two weeks there. He's since been to Rylington Park and done a few days there. He went to Esperance and done so another good. two weeks. Yeah. That guy's now shearing on the stand. Amazing. He's shearing his 80 plus a day. Wow. He's a young guy and all he wants to do is shear sheep. Wow. So it's Gosh. just They're out it's there. awesome to watch these these young ones, especially people that want to really take it and run with it. And so I, we're, they're there. We've just got to find them. I can see the passion in your eyes about oh, this as well. It's just, <laughs> we've been, yeah, like I said, we've been contracting for 29 years and I reckon every year I've had a learner on. And to see these kids, and you see them in different stages, you know, it takes a couple of years, like I send them crutch and stuff like this. But, you know, others of them are just naturals and they go. We've had we've had a bit of success with young blokes coming across from South Australia. My brother goes over there shearing and he sees them and he's, right, ring this bloke and they come over and, yeah, come over and work for us. And, yeah, we've had some really good success. So I, it's part of the industry if we don't, Keep mentoring kids and putting kids into industry. We won't have an industry. Yeah, that's so true. The Peel Feedlot Shearing Shed's probably a little bit different as well for the um, for the new learners coming on board. They wouldn't see. I suppose it's a different environment. You're shearing lots of different types of sheep, different wool clips as well. The length will be different. Do you see that has its potential advantages? Oh, I think so. You know, they get to learn. You know, they're not just shearing fools. They can shear something with only a few mil of wool on it and. Um, and learn other things like, I know at the feedlot you don't shear the hocks because, you know, you can't afford to have cuts and, and pizzle cuts and stuff like that because of infection. But they come along here and, and they get in a big group of people. And um, I think, you know, when you used to be able to go away in big shearing teams in the north and stuff, it was all the camaraderie and the working with other people and you learn about yourself more that way. And so to come down here to Peel and work in an environment where you've got 15 to 20 shearers going... It's so much different to working in a four-stand team. You've got yeah. so many more people and, and you get along with everyone. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a benefit to them, yeah. As a shearing contractor and, you know, you are a mentor to young people in the industry as well, how many sheep or how much experience would you recommend for a learning shearer before they can start to take the ropes on their own? I think with the schools that they're running through Deepherd and AWI at the moment, it gives these, these learners the basics what they need to do then really, unless they're an absolute natural, is go out in the sheds and work in the sheds as a presser or as a shed hand and work on shearing a few sheep during the run or, or at lunchtime or at smoker and stuff like that. And then from there, if they're working in the sheds and they're showing their contractor or showing the ability that they can take a stand themselves, the opportunity will come. There will be a day when someone doesn't turn up or someone's got to go to the doctor or or something, someone gets injured, there's always that opportunity. And that's, that's the time that those people step up. And, you know, from there, if they're going to do it, they will step right ahead and they will, they will keep going. And, and contractors will give them a go.
And in your experience, are wool growers very open to having learner shearers as well in their sheds? If someone's keeping an eye on them and they're not hacking the sheep up and things, they are. A really good example of that was when they had the learner school at Brookton at Warrenine Park. And um, the lady there, Ellen Walker, she was pretty apprehensive to start with. But after a couple of days, she, she was just blown away by it. The way that she was worried about her sheep, but the way they treated her animals, the respect they treated her and her family with, it was just just unbelievable to see. It was really good. And the trainers, they were really happy with it. They'd done such a good job there and they were really happy with the crew they had. And I think, you know, the people are out there. It's just a matter of us finding them and getting them into our teams. And, you know, if if coronavirus hadn't shown us anything else, it's shown us that we actually need to train kids. We need to train people in our own country to try and get the job done. So to coronavirus... Prior to COVID, what does your shearing team look like in terms of where your team members are from, their age? Yeah, what does your what does a Darren Spencer team look like? Uh, so over the years, we've probably had a 50-50 balance of, of Aussies and, and Kiwis and stuff like that. But it was sort of getting to more that we had New Zealanders coming into our teams. And our age demographic was probably a bit older. But in the last couple of years, we've turned that around. So we've, you know, with learners coming on and getting young people into it, our age demographic has turned around. And so, you know, I see a great future in it. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens out of, the, out of the COVID situation with the amount of people coming in here. But, um, yeah, we'll just work with what we can and, and see how we go from there. How has your workforce been affected at the moment? Um... Yeah, if somebody gets injured, you don't have another spare. And, um, yeah, and and so some people are sort of chasing around a bit, trying to find different jobs and stuff. Most of most of my crew is sort of still there with me, and, and we're just working away at it. Uh, but, yeah, like I say, I had a couple of blokes move off, and I haven't been able to replace them. And then I had a guy injured last week, so I think... And then someone had to go to the doctor, so I think out of the three teams we... Two of them were supposed to be four stands and they went out as three stands and we just worked away at it. And The next day they were, the guys were back. But, um, yeah, we just, there's not much you can do. We've just got to keep at it and it'll work will last a bit longer and so keep everyone happy that's there. Yeah. No, it is It is a busy time of year. Uh, we've just... Uh, we're crutching on the weekend, actually, and then, you know, shearing's um, coming up in many parts of the country I know that wool growers will be understanding. They know that there will be labour shortages. Is it just you a matter of contacting whoever you can um, and even bringing on these learners where you can as well? It presents quite an opportunity for a young person wanting a career that there is work available. Yeah, it definitely does, you know, and even if they only go out to work as a shed hand and work their way from there, um, there's a big opportunity for crutching around with, you know, with the spring with us now and the warm days and a few flies getting around, there's a few daggy sheep around that, you know, someone can pick up a handpiece and go and clean sheep up and get the feel of a handpiece and, you know, work it from there, you know. If, if they can get the feel of a handpiece, they're halfway there. And then it's just technique and to go from there. And finally, WASIA and AWI and many like government in the industry are always looking to try and improve shearing technique but also the conditions in the shed and we've been working with you guys and CGU Insurance on the Shearing Shed Safety Program. How do you feel about this program and how that's going to help assess your shearing sheds and making sure that they're fit for workers? Oh, I think it would be really good. 
yeah, it's. I'm quite excited about it. I know I've had a lot to do with it and, and with AWI and uh, CGU come on board as well. But, you know, we're getting near the final stages of it and, and people that it's gone out to to help us um, implement the program and, and develop it are really excited. So, you know, our counterparts in the east are excited to be able to use it. I think the improvement of the sheds will give uh, longevity in our workers if, you know, if we can improve the conditions and um, make it easier for them that are not going to get so injured and stuff like that with things out of place, you know, the longevity in the industry is you know, what we're looking for. And we see so many people get into their 40s and their 50s and they get injured because mm. something's wrong, they've had a twist or something like that. If we can take out those twists and stuff and uh, you know, give us a lunchroom and a toilet and stuff like that that's... You know, just the basic things in life. A lot of people will stay in the industry. You know, we're competing against the mines. We're going to have another surge in mining here in WA. And, you know, last time it happened in the 90s, we'd lost so many workers to the mines in the late 90s and early 2000s. We actually got to a stage where we were thinking about flying fly-out shearers into Lake Grace to bring them out of Perth. And, and we'd done the sums on it because we just couldn't get people to come out into the regions. But, you know, we turned it around. And we've got a lot of really good people in the industry, and you know, the lack of lower sheep numbers have helped that. Uh, and I think we're looking at a, a time now where our sheep numbers will be lower uh-huh. with, through drought conditions and yeah. stuff through the wheat belt. But yeah, if we can improve our conditions in, in the sheds and all that, I think we'll retain our workers and we'll get more workers come into the industry. And excitingly for the industry and for you guys as shearers as well, there is a lot of investment into improving the conditions. We have a recent shed design project looked at, as you said, like minimising the twist and the catching and the turns. And uh, another one, this you know, shearing motion study, looking at shearer injuries where they occur, handpiece projects. So all this stuff, there's a lot of great projects going on that must be exciting for you guys. But I think, yeah, to your point, making sure that these people or taking out the injury so that they can work for as long as, you know, a wool grower would or an accountant would or, you know, try and keep them going. Yeah, and actually I'm quite excited about the motion stuff. I went and looked at that uh, last year in Dubbo at the shed opening there and uh, Henry Richards kept me sort of informed and keeps telling me about it and stuff like that. And I think it's really exciting for, for the industry that... You know, the universities are actually coming out there and taking notice of us. You know, we want to work with these people to help them improve their bodies and, and lessen the injuries. And I, I think we couldn't have anything better, really. It's, I think it's excellent. I can see on your face, you're so positive about the industry, <laughs> and for good reason. Oh, um, I'll get a motivation now. <laughs> um, so I grew up on a farm, yeah. and it's been my life. So, um, yeah, um, I think... It's just a great industry. So, I'll leave it at that. Darren, thank you so much for joining the yarn. We've loved your insights and have loved talking with you. No worries. And thanks to AWI, you know, we get such good um, information and such good help out of AWI for what we're doing here in WA. And, you know, I think the guys we work with at AWI are just great. Darren Spencer there. He's about as passionate as they come. Across Australia this year, so far there's been 23 shearing schools, five in Victoria, four in both New South Wales and Western Australia, three in South Australia and two in Tasmania, and that total should be 28 to 30 schools by the end of the year. 
And additionally, there's been another 15 learner schools in SA and 14 in Victoria, which are state government funded. So there's a lot happening. You can call or tell your mates to call 1-800-SHEARS to book a spot in one of these shearing schools near you. Thanks for your company this week on The Yarn. AWI is on Facebook, on Twitter, at Wool Innovation and Instagram at Beyond the Bale. I'm Ellie Bigwood. See you soon for another yarn.